When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello folks, and welcome to the Metallica Report. I'm Stefan Shirazi, editor of the band So What magazine. And I'm Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy for Metallica's foundation, all within my hands. This is your official weekly Metallica podcast. We are bringing you all the news from the band's HQ and studios deep in the heart of Northern California. Coming up this week, folks, it's a little different in terms of format because this 13th episode, which, uh, by the way, we're recording on a Friday, it's Renee and I sitting down with Kirk Hammett and chatting all things horror, horror movies, horror books, and Halloween, which is Kirk Hammett's favourite holiday of the year. But first, a couple of celebrations in order. We have to say happy birthday to our friend Robert Trujillo. He celebrated his 59th on October 23rd. And many congratulations to tour mate Wolfgang Van Halen on his marriage to Andrea Alsop. That happened on October 15th. I saw some great pics on Instagram. They've been together for eight years. Their ceremony was small. It was a private celebration at their Southern California home, and it couldn't happen to a better couple. Yes, indeed. He's the definition of a really good vibe guy. So yeah. everyone out there, why don't you shout your congratulations to him when you're in St. Louis and Detroit? And by the way, RT is just the greatest. Yes. And he's 59 years young. That man is knocking on the door of 60, but you wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> Moving like a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was something else uh, d- d- that came up this week that was really, really crazy, actually. Spider Dan over at Metallica HQ informed us that rather wildly, Metallica have only ever played three gigs on Halloween in their 42 years. I found that surprising. Oh, it's crazy, right? Uh, yeah. But to my mind, that means that Kirk Hammett has had a lot of October 31st to enjoy without playing. or And that's a good thing, given that he is Metallica's horror expert and Halloween aficionado. He grew up loving monsters. It's, it's famed. He's talked about it often. We know this. He held his own fear festivals in 2014 and 2015. I mean, that's right. to call him a horror aficionado does not even begin to explain things properly. Right, Renee? Right. He's got an immense collection. He's published two books about said collection, Too Much Horror Business, which I believe you worked on with him, right, Steph? I did indeed, yeah. And It's Alive classic horror and sci-fi movie posters from the Kirk Hammett collection, plus his 2022 solo EP Portals, which was partially influenced by horror films. Yeah, and also specifically Ennio Morricone's uh, The Thing score. Oh, yeah. Yeah, indeed. I want to touch back quickly to those Fear Festival festivals uh, in 2014 and 2015 because they featured some of his uh, huge collection of horror memorabilia, and it's massive. It's really impressive. There were bands playing. There were vendors. <laughs> there was even a taxidermy class at the first one cool yeah absolutely so you're getting the frame of it yeah when you get a chance to sit down with kirk hammett for a while and talk horror you know it's going to be a a, a great conversation and look it went into some super interesting places we established early on that young kirk first hid behind his sofa when watching day of the triffids i think that's out (laughs) there and well known but good to reaffirm and you know renee then got into exactly what kind of horror he loves so you know settle back and listen 
would you say that you're more of a slasher horror guy these days or no, cerebral? I, I've never, ever been a fan of slasher movies or gore. It's too visceral for me. I can deal with and I can codify brief instances of violence on the screen, but time and again, it takes on a sadistic sort of inhumane sort of flavor and I can't deal with it. So I'll say it once and I'll be very final about it. I'm not a gore hound. My preference is for the fantastical, the paranormal, the supernatural, the mythological, and the literal, but not graphic. I mean, one of the things that I think I've always really appreciated about your love of horror and your area is it's always been what I would consider to be more classic, much more about the shadows and the light. I mean, I'm talking about the Dracula and Frankenstein. We talk about those horror things and, and you've always sort of the light and shade and romance of and sadness maybe of some of these things. And from what I can see, would that be a fair thing to say? Absolutely. And I think the best horror literature is the horror that mirrors our own lives, you know, you know, like haunted houses. I love haunted house movies because, you know, it's everyone walks into a house for me. Everyone knows what it's like to be in a house unless you live in a a hut or, you know, or a yurt or something, you know. But there's something universal about haunted houses. And there's something that's just really just like, it has more integrity. It's It goes deeper into just like a field of real horror without relying on like, like you know, real graphic stuff like violence. Whenever you see a haunted house movie, there's not a whole lot of graphic violence. You know, maybe a chandelier falls on someone's head, you know, and but that's the extent of it. And haunted house movies are great in that that way it's because they mirror life they just they mirror life but they put that common experience into a fantastical situation and it's and it's really effective the pope's exorcist is great oh we almost oh. watched that last night oh, it's great you really? know okay oh, it's just like it, 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 the ending is fantastic and the best part about it is that it's based on a true story yeah, I love yeah, that. Well, supposedly okay. based on a true story. Okay. I thought that was just like so... That's so, always good. I really enjoyed Renfield. You know, a lot of people oh. did, did not like it, but, you know, I'm a huge Nick Cage fan. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. I just, I just love his over-the-topness. You know, every time he plays a character, he either, like underplays it so much that it's crazy or <laughs> overplays it so much that it's crazy. <laughs> True. I love That's that. Right. Yeah. The trailers made it look very over the top, but but you're you're all thumbs up. You say it works. Yeah. I trust you. Well, just like, okay. Bill and Selmo said I'm easy when it comes to horror. We were talking <laughs> about horror movies and I told him how much I loved Pope's Exorcist. And he's like, Oh man, girl, you're easy. I'm like, Yeah, I'm easy, man. I'm easy. I love most horror movies, bro. <laughs> Even the really bad ones. I love, you know, it's as long as it's like it's a graphic. Okay, so A Deep Cut is a film called Lola, black and white film. It just came out. Uh, I think it's maybe sure. It's in the 40s, and it's about the, uh, these two women who find a device that makes it possible for them to hear radio broadcasts or, or television broadcasts from the future. Yeah. And, they, and, and so, you know, you can just kind of like imagine where that goes. I saw a movie called Brooklyn 45 which I thought was just fantastic, really fantastic. It plays out kind of like a Broadway play in that the entire film uh, happens in a room 
And it's, it's just great. It's a great, great horror film. And, and, you know, I can't really go into it without really giving it away, but I recommend it highly. Brooklyn 45. There was a movie that came out a couple of years ago called The Arbors that I just loved. Another, it's like a, another deep cut type movie, you know, not really popular, but when you watch it, it's really, really great. Really well done. Great story. As you know, I fly a lot. <laughs> you know, a flight from the mainland to Hawaii is five hours, which means two and a half horror movies for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Each way. I like that. I like that as a time measurement. How far is is, is Hawaii from the mainland? Two and a half. Two and a half horror movies. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, and yeah, I, I watch a lot, a lot of it when I'm traveling. But The Arbors, great, great film. And, you know, I just need to say one more thing about this last final film. And, you know, I've been talking about this film for the last three years, and I can't get anyone to see it. And, you know, I want to talk about this film with people, but, you know, it's just like I tell people about it till they're blue in the face. And then I'll, you know, I'll see them and I'll say, have you watched that movie? And they're like, oh, no, I haven't. And I think the reason is because of the title. The title is called You Won't Be Alone. And it's an amazing film. Mm-hmm. It's like The Witch. It's one of the, you know, the year it came out, it was like two years ago. It was like my favorite movie. And, you know, I can't get people to watch it and you know i'll read you the uh, i'm reading i'm reading it right now said an isolated mountain village in 19th century macedonia you won't be alone follows a young girl who's kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit i mean come on i mean that is so fantastic for me for me and you know i love the movie so much and i can't get anyone to goddamn watch it okay so well so we'll make you watch watch it it make you a deal (laughs) <laughs> we'll make you. We'll make you a deal right now. We'll uh, watch because Renee and I are going to be uh, together mm-hmm. in in St. Louis and Detroit. And uh, am, am I speaking for both of us out of turn here when I say we will both have seen this film by yes, the time no. we see Kirk? In, in, by in, the time we see Kirk, we'll have and, we'll have a full review and we can discuss the film. Okay, well, that's a promise made on this pod. We'll be helpful. That's right. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. It's so great. So please watch it because, you know, I don't even read about it in like the horror magazines. We'll be back after a quick break. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And we're back. By the way, we did our homework, but we're not going to share the results because we promised Kirk we'd do that with him in St. Louis. Right, Renee? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I can't wait. I'm excited. Indeed. So there you have it. Now, Renee then got into a pretty interesting area with Kirk about horror books versus horror movies. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is a great moment to pick the chat up again. Well, what comes first for you? Do you read uh, a horror book first and then see the film? Or if you see the film, do you go actively seek out the written version? What, what usually happens is I'll have already read the book. Okay. And then all of a sudden they're making a film about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, this is incredible. I can't believe they <laughs> are, are trying to make a film out of this incredible book. You know, that's, oh, that's usually, cool. That's usually the case. And, you know, there are certain horror stories where the films just just can't touch it, like miss the mark completely. And, you know, if I do make a movie, I want to remake a story by Peter Straub called Ghost Story. And a film was made in late 70s. It didn't even, there's no way it could even touch the book. And yeah, there are scenes in that book that are just in, insanely great and creepy. And the movie doesn't even go there because there's the, the scenes are so impossible to recreate on film in the 70s. Absolutely, you'd be able to, to to recreate scenes in the book nowadays, you know, thanks to CGI. And so when that, that movie came out and I watched it, I was like, oh, great. This is crap. The reverse is The Shining. And then was surprised how much different the book was from the movie. And the most scariest book I've ever, ever read was The Shining. The skin on the back of my neck was yeah. Well, I, I've good. seen that film probably upwards of 30 times. The psychological horror of that is so immense. And, and there's so yeah. many different interpretations. But to yeah. your point, you could get a lot weirder and out there when you take that path versus just, you know, gratuitous gore. And I've got to ask you, if you could, uh, off this tangent, rescore any horror film, what would it be? What's the film you'd oh, love to well, You know, I would, I, I would go all the way back to the 20s. And I, I would rescore Nosferatu and The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari just right off the bat. I am so influenced by German music and German composers. Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, Strauss. Michael Schenker. Michael Schenker. Lily Roth. <laughs> it's deep. It runs deep in me. Like I said, I'm an obsessive reader and I spend most of my time just reading, you know, it used to be just books. Yeah. You know, I have like, like literally like three libraries, but ever since the internet, I just go on and just like read on my computer these days, you know, and just like go down rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it's yeah, crazy. That's... crazy. And, you know, people see me on my computer and go, oh, you're shopping and you're just playing, you know, social media. No, <laughs> I'm just like reading and reading, reading and reading. And reading. reading. Yeah. <laughs> favorite horror movie of all time. We never asked you that. What is your all time favorite horror film? It, it, it's hard for me to like, answer that one because it changes all the time. It does. It, you yeah. know, it changes all the time. I mean, you know, Bride of Frankenstein is, is just like, you know, an easy answer for me. Because it's been my favorite horror movie ever since I was like 11 or 12 years old. 
you know, one of my favorite horror movies. I love the original Nosferatu. I love the uh, love Mummy. You know, I just like, I love an obscure horror movie from the 70s called Equinox. Yes. Oh, yes. And, that, and you know, that's one of my favorite horror movies. That's that. And I was talking to Phil Anselmo about that movie. He, he, he mentioned it. He goes, have you ever seen the Equinox? I go, bro, you and I should <laughs> remake that movie. Remake yeah. it. And man, when we started talking with Kirk about what he does on Halloween in the company of others or not, oh, I think <laughs> we both kind of fell off our chairs a little bit. Ah, oh, damn it. I mean, look, I've known this guy for four decades, right? And I did not know that he got up to this sort of solo tomfoolery. It was, <laughs> oh, it was epic, right? I love it. What I'm, uh, I, I get up to if I like, like, you know, if I, if it's Halloween and I'm all alone, see if I can find the actual. This spell. is you left to your own devices. Left on to my own devices, <laughs> and without anyone around telling me, uh, Kurt. Wow, that's <laughs> cool. That's fucking scary. That is That's really, really scary. scary. Renee, will you describe yeah, this? Because I, I, I would like to, but I'm kind of scared uh, right now. It's, I kind of look like the Phantom of the Opera with Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> Mickey ate some kind of weird poison. And if Mickey was in a Norwegian death metal band uh, yeah. and, and looking like he was going to take you out. That, that is seriously, wild. If I saw this on Halloween, if I saw you wandering around on Halloween, I'd be kind of freaked out. And how do you even come up with that? Did you just start putting makeup on and then it, it, was it evolved? Just kind of, it's, it's just like, I don't know. I just thought thought of it Great. probably the afternoon of Halloween day. I probably thought of it. I was like, and I remember walking around the streets alone and people were not, <laughs> they were giving no. me a paper. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's coming up to you and asking you for a treat. They don't. <laughs> nobody's going close to you. That, oh, yeah, I yeah, love that. That is scary. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, wandering I, I, I don't around. Know like that. Be, I don't know if you'd be, pe- be prepared to do this. Would you share that photo with us so as we can. I, I'm going to send it to you right now. So go to your Metallica socials or even just take a look at the audiogram for this week's pod and you can see it for yourselves. Um, (laughs) By the way, I do wonder what's your favourite horror movie, folks? Mine's definitely The Shining, plus an honourable mention for the original version of The Wicker Man. Renee? Oh, yeah, very good, very good. Mine is Don't Look Now, Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie, psychological thriller from the 70s. I love it. And sad as this is to say, we're out of time. Oh, the horror! <laughs> hey, don't forget, you can sign up for the exclusive Metallica merch package giveaway that we've got going on right now. All you need to do is follow and share this podcast to be entered to win some very cool Metallica swag. Head to pantheonpodcasts.com slash Metallica to enter. See ya. See ya.
The Metallica Report is produced by Metallica HQ, Pantheon Media, and PopCult. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit Metallica.com slash podcast to submit your questions, offer your thoughts, and become a part of this podcast. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.